Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. Have you ever wondered how seemingly regular people get featured in articles like Forbes or Business Insider or even Medium? That, my friends, is the power of PR and exactly what Renee Warren, PR expert, and I are talking about today. So get your pen and paper because this is good. Renee, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? Some Zevia root beer, baby. We should actually be sponsored, I swear. There was one time that we ordered 2,500 cans to our house. What? Why? That's a lot. That seems a little excessive. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> How fast did you go through it? Oh, I don't even know. I, I, very fast. Six months, a year. I don't even know. Um, oh. Well, it, let's, let's put it this way. If you can do some quick math, my husband on averages drinks like 10 a day. <laughs> I have maybe two. Wow. 12 a day times three and two back, whatever the math is. Hey, well, I guess but, it's better than if it was like coca-cola or something well these are simple so the ingredients in azevia is this is caffeine free but it is carbonated water stevia leaf extract natural flavors and citric acid mm, so it's better mm -hmm. for you probably not good for you <laughs> oh it's not better, better than, i better guess than there's though everything cola. in moderation right some things are just yeah. we do that are way more terrible than if you were to drink 10 zevias or coca-colas well let me tell you this i just finished this program called 75 hard have you heard of it yeah i did it for like 60 oh. days well good job that's good enough <laughs> yeah right i'm like okay yeah. i get it it's been three months <laughs> no two yeah months. so i finished last wednesday so it's almost been a week and it like so really quick like download of 75 hard 75 days in a row you have to do a list of things two 45 minute workouts drink a gallon of water read 10 pages of a book take progress pictures follow a diet no cheat meals no alcohol i think that's it oh yeah and one of the workouts has to be outside mm -hmm. um i felt so good in it and like part of the gallon of water is you can't add anything to the water right so i had to drink my gallon of water and then i could have azevia so that was my treat um, and let me tell you this, I thought the water was end up being the hardest part. It ended up being the one thing I miss the most right now. Right. You just feel so much better when your body has like cleansed all the toxins and do, from doing yeah. 75 hard for 60 of the days, even those 60 days, I was like, I just felt so much better and like more alert, less brain fog, which I'm trying to get rid of right now with my water. Yeah, no, exactly. I felt like people are like, is this a diet? I'm like, it can be a diet if you want it to be. But for me, it was all about the mental fortitude and being able to just get through those tough moments and challenging that's, myself. That's what it was about, right? It wasn't so much like a weight loss diet. That was one of the perks, but it was created more to help with mental toughness. Oh gosh. And it, yeah, it does. And it, the thing that I loved about it is because my husband had done it before I hadn't. And I was like, no way. And like the fires of hell, would I ever do this program? And I did it. Um, and he goes at day 40, you start seeing other people's BS and you can't call them out on it. But then you start seeing like, because you used to be mirroring that toxicity. And then all of a sudden, now that you're more clear and you have more clarity in your life, you start seeing it in other people, but you can't say anything because you were once in that position. <laughs> it's so interesting. Wow. That is interesting. I'll have to do it again. But for anybody who's listening and new here, can you give us a background on who you are and what you do? I am a six foot tall, blonde Canadian. Yes. Really? I felt like you'd be shorter. No, I am tall. I'm showing the people of TikTok what you look like. 
Yeah. Oh, oh that's my right. God. We're live streaming. It's so funny. Um, so I started my first business when I was 17 years old. I ran a restaurant because my mom told me to go get a job. And I thought that entrepreneurs didn't work a lot and made a lot of money. So why wouldn't you follow that route? And turned out that wasn't the case. However, I did work a lot and I did make a lot of money at that age. And so I was always an entrepreneur and I got into marketing at a young age. I was at the forefront of social media when it was the cool thing to do when Twitter was like the platform to promote your business on back in like 2010, 2009. Um, and started a couple agencies, one of which was acquired and my previous agency was a world recognized PR agency. And I worked with funded technology startups and I launched that business when I was eight months pregnant with my first son. And in that same year, um, I welcomed my second son. They're 11 months apart. And so after seven years, I burnt out, <laughs> uh -huh. got that thing down. And in the time there was several women that were like, Hey, I want your advice on this. I'm starting a business. I'm growing a business. I eventually said, Hey, I gotta start charging you for this because this is some pretty good advice. And I started, we wild women where I help inspire, motivate women to start their dream business. And that's where we're at today. Oh my gosh. And you have so many good things going. Like you have your own podcast. You have your own coaching. She is doing a free masterclass tomorrow for planning your 2022. If you're yeah. watching this live, hop yeah. in there. Um, it, it's crazy. Everything you have going on, but what really stood out to me is that you wanted to um, do this podcast about PR and a budget and PR is something that's been really buzzing. I feel like lately it's been stirring in the atmosphere of the online space because with so many people resigning from their jobs and now creating their own brands, they're trying to figure out how the heck they get leveraged above their competitor. Um, so can you go into a little bit of what PR can do for your business. Oh yeah. The great resignation, huh? That's happening. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm really curious to see where people will be in a year from now after, <laughs> after all this. Um, okay. So PR on a budget. So really I used to bill out like our monthly billables for clients were like 22 K a month on a 12 month retainer to do PR. And what I realized is there are companies that can afford that and they actually should be outsourcing that to companies because they need to leverage their time doing other things. However, with small businesses, particularly women are female entrepreneurs is that they don't have that budget. And so I started to teach everything I knew about PR on a budget. I had clients get in all the top publications, Forbes, Inc, um, wired entrepreneur, Steve Harvey show, daytime talks, like just, you name it. Wow. Um, and people are like, well, how did that happen? And so I disseminate all of that wisdom and experience and all the mistakes we made into some simple concepts. One is called the PR engine. And so I have predictions for 2022. One of which is that people need to leverage the, the skills of public relations. So I call it public relationships. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And how social media, traditional PR and content marketing all work together to help amplify your voice and your brand. And the big thing really, and we we're actually talking about this kind of before we started recording was how I genuinely believe that collaborations and partnerships will be the thing that gets you ahead in 2022 and how you build those partnerships and those relationships with people that have a bigger audience and more influence is through PR. It's, I always say you have to 
create news to get news. So you can't just be the person that started a business doing a thing and making money. You have to actually be creating impact. Mm -hmm. You know, you see these people that have like a really big social media following. They're like, who are they? Like their social media, isn't that pretty? It's kind of blah. And it's a picture of their pizza that they ate five days ago. Like, I don't care, Mm. but why is there 15,000 likes on it? Yeah. I've seen those. Right. These people are relatable and they've done something that is changing the world. And so like foundationally, if that's even a word, I just invented it. You have to be doing something that is magical. You have to be creating content. You have to create a movement. You have to be doing something different thing. That's actually creating an impact on your audience so that you gain that leverage so that you can pitch people to collaborate and partner. Wow. That is amazing. I mean, like that breakdown is just everything with PR. So, um, when you talk about PR from a lower budget standpoint like what's the difference between the two because i think when a lot of people think pr they just think of like samantha jones from sex in the city i don't think a lot of people even realize what like done for you versus do it yourself i'll teach you how pr is can you go can you break that down just a little bit so high level pr agencies charge thousands of dollars a month and essentially they do everything for you and they have the connections to the media of which you want to get placements features mentions um, which is like pretty much you sign up, you do like the quick onboarding and they go to work for you and they're pitching, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 contacts a week. Um, the do it yourself model is figuring it out yourself is you're creating your angles, your pitches, you're creating your media kits, you're finding the contacts and you're pitching it yourself. And it's, it's quite, it, you can do it yourself. The thing is, is The problem with PR is it's really hard to measure and you could be pitching for months before you get any sort of response, before you get any sort of mention. So I had um, one like recent win was a client that went through my sidelines to headlines program. She started pitching a major Canadian publication in January, February that got in print in September. That's a long lead time. That's a long time. Right. And so like the, and the thing about PR is like, especially when it comes to print is things are three to six months out and print publications, print their editorial calendar. They're saying, here are the themes for the year. Like we'll be seeing it pretty soon for next year. Um, and they'll be like, Hey, we're talking about like small business month in October. However, deadlines for pitches essentially will be accepted the beginning of July (laughs) or the end of June. So if you're not planning out your year of content, the things you're promoting, whether it's discounts, announcements, launches, well in advance, then you'll miss the mark on these deadlines. Another perfect example is I had a client who has, um, I used to work with them, a mattress company. And one of their like wishes was to get in consumer reports for mattresses, because that is like the bee's knees for what he needed in his industry. And we pitched the mattress guy at consumer report And he said, you missed the deadline by 24 hours. And I thought we had 365 days in the year and we missed it by 24 hours. And he goes, I can't change anything. However, we'll absolutely cover and review this product for next year's publication. No. So it's like you have to be there by the deadline or you're out. You're done. They cannot change it because the writers, the journalists need editorial approval. The editor approves it and like, that's it. There's no going back. You can't change anything. It goes to print. 
Yeah. <clears throat> oh my gosh. It's so it. interesting to hear like the inside of it and just like how far things in the media are already planned out before they, we see it. Well, right now what's December 7th, the time of this recording, and you'll start to see it. If you actually start Googling Valentine's day gift ideas for your girlfriend, things are starting to be published now for Valentine's day. Oh, it's like when they put all the Christmas trees in Costco when it's like August. Take that as the cue for when you should start working on that content, right? <gasps> so if you go to Costco and it's like August and you see a Christmas tree, you're like, oh, it's time to start planning my Christmas promotions because Costco has the Christmas trees out. That right there, that, that is the bomb drop for this whole, like my mind is blown. I never thought to connect the two, what? Oh my gosh, wow, that's yep. insane. Yeah. And I, I jokingly say pretty soon we'll be, we'll be planning our 2022 Christmas in like now, right? So a year and ahead. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. So one of my predictions for 2022, when it comes to marketing is an emphasis on like personal branded PR that pretty much if you can, and you have the time to either train your team employees, um, or get them their own publicist, if, everybody can be self-branded within your organization. That is a game changer for you hmm. because you think yes. about it, the way that I train my employees is they're walking billboards for representation of my company. If they're out at a bar with buddies on a Friday night, they're like, what do you do? It's like, well, I work, you know, for we wild women and you're talking and you're promoting my business. So of hmm. course, like the branding. So if you can like create these little, like branding, personal branding packages for everybody that works with you. That is a killer move. Not everybody yeah. wants it and that's okay, but you give them the resources to be able to amplify their voice in relation to your company. That's a huge game changer too. Well, I feel like that's the whole theme pretty much. I think, I think going into 2022, one of the big themes that we're going to see is the rise of the personal brand. Um, I think influencers five years ago, whether or not people want to admit it, they were laughing at them. They're pointing like, what are you doing? You know, like you think you're an influencer. That was an insult for a while, but now I can feel the tide shifting and people being like, these influencers are smarter than anybody I know because mm -hmm. they they have built a brand based on every single thing that they're passionate about. They figured out a way to monetize that. My best example is always Kim Kardashian because she has a perfume line, a loungewear line, a, um, I don't know. Makeup, oh, line? Uh, no, that's her sister. makeup line. She has a, a app on her phone or an on her phone. Yeah. She has an app that is all about her, like Kim Kardashian, Hollywood. Wow. That, those are so random. You know, it's not even in the same niche, but she is a multimillionaire and pretty much anything she launches is successful because it's her. Yep. And I don't think there's any shame in it. And there's a lot of people oh. that poo the idea of, of everybody being self-branded. I just think it's important. Here's also what happens when that, like when that happens is that people become more aware of what they're presenting, representing their voice becomes amplified. And so then you have to be more strategic about what you're sharing and um, what you're saying and how you're branding yourself. Wow. Yeah. And it's all about being like super niche too. Like you, you're not Kim Kardashian. You can't do everything and be everything for everybody. That's just unrealistic. It's a great example in terms of like aspiration, 
but really it's like super niche for 2022 is like, what do you want to be known for? What is the one thing? Yeah. And then people will go to you for that one thing and you can still be uber successful for one thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a, it's a good, I think that would be, that's a good balance, like having that one thing, but finding out how to talk about all the other things that you're passionate about with yeah. that, you know, or like incorporating it because somehow, some way I feel like everything is tied together. Um, so it's just it's like it's, the, how an engine works, right? You need the yeah. fuel to fire the pistons and the pistons to turn the wheels and the wheels to move your car forward. It's like, it's all connected. And when I talk about content on my social, it's about health, wealth, and relationships. So I talk about like the health, like my 75 hard journey. I talk about my relationship with my kids as parenting with my husband. I talk about wealth in terms of like promoting my business, how to grow a business, how to create a voice and amplify the voice. Those are the themes. And people will want to hire me, not just because I talk about how to grow your business, but oh, because she's a mom and she Mm -hmm. has a successful marriage. And I, and I want that too. So she's not just about business, but my one thing is, is PR. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause see, like if I looked at your Instagram account, I'm like, oh, she does do the health wealth and fitness, right? Is that what you said? Health, wealth, and fitness? Health, wealth, relationships. Relationships. Gosh. But I did, when I looked at that, I was like, oh, you have so many different, like passionate things that you're talking about that they all tie into one. And Mm -hmm. PR isn't even like what I know you for. I know you for all those other things. So that's really cool because then once I feel like once you get to know somebody in all their different levels, then what they do for work is even cooler right? Cause it's like, yeah. I know everything else about you. And then that you have this freaking empire. That's awesome. A baby empire. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's actually it's... my book right there behind me. Oh, the turquoise. Yeah. It's called get covered, how to craft pitch and tell your startup story to get more customers. So it is all of the important points and getting PR for your business, for your business. Is there a difference between reputation and personal brand slash PR? reputation mm-hmm. is that or is that all encompassing like oh you know reputation we're trying to build a- like the foundation for everything yeah so would you say that when we're building a personal brand that's our, building our reputation well your reputation yes is 100 percent a part of your personal brand um it's a part of what you represent your business like your reputation is everything Mm-hmm. They say your network is your net worth and you can't have a good network if you have a terrible reputation. Yeah. Sorry. I and like, if you think about people that you don't admire that you might, like you might hate, like mm-hmm. maybe your, your former president, I don't know. Um, right. But there's reasons why some people are successful and you don't, don't agree with them. It's because they um, appeal to other people that you might not agree with. Yeah. And so when you're building your reputation, just know that because you're going deep on something you believe in, it means that other people aren't going to agree with you. And if you're showing up for this one thing, you have to understand and respect that people won't agree with you. They mm-hmm. won't believe in you. And that's okay because you're not for them. You're for the people that you're serving. And that's all you have to keep your eye on. Wow. That's so important. I mean, I feel like that is 
kind of the realization that most entrepreneurs have to have, like right when they're in the right when they're on the tip of success, because you have to speak up and get loud and get noticed, and that is going to come with foot with pushback, oh, yeah. regardless of the industry you're in. The trolls, the trolls, they come out at any time. And let me tell you, the trolls are people that, with all due respect, they're angry. However hurt people hurt people mm -hmm. they're maybe on a journey of healing they're angry about something and their negative comments actually have nothing to do with you it's yeah. them and it's easier said because i know i've hurt i've heard some incredibly terrible things about me um about people that i love and i'm like you know what when i see that stuff i'm like that's embarrassing for them that they would even say that or do yeah. that you know what i mean yeah um, and that's like when you're growing a business, you're going to have employees that hate you. Like I was sued for wrongful dismissal on no grounds. How insulting that was for me because I gave this person everything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I've had clients that have said very terrible things about me. It's all about reputation. I can't fix everything, but I do know for the 2% of the people that might not like me, there's 98% of people that do. And that's all that matters. You can't focus on that small percentage. Yeah, it's so true. I just, I remember when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, I was so afraid of getting canceled and people um, just trolling me in the comments, you know, because in that point of my life, I was not confident enough to stand in my own value and worth and what I know to be true. And then through so much mindset growth, like entrepreneurship, to be honest, pushes you farther and farther and farther in your life. Like personal development happens in entrepreneurship. It's, it's insane. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, it's literally just, you're not my ideal client. You know, I, I just don't care. I don't have time for the trolls. I don't have time for the haters. Um, I don't have time for the people who don't have time, you know, to get to know me or understand me or watch what I have to put out for the right reasons. Right. And it's okay. And, and I heard this best was, um, somebody said, and I don't know, maybe it was Kanye or whatever his name is now. Um, when he's like, if you don't have haters, then you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Right. Yeah. It's like the more you grow, the more influence you gain. And regardless of what you do, like even mother Teresa had haters. Yeah. Right. Like how can you be like the epitome of the most loving, giving, compassionate person and people hate you? You can't win it all. <laughs> no, you can't. Some people just don't like you because you're happy. And those people just need to not come around anymore. If you're going to trigger their, pre if your presence is going to trigger them for being happy. Well, and, and also it's kind of like, the best, the best rebuttal is to be more successful, happier, healthier than the person that's hurting you. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like, if you're on this journey and you're succeeding and you got all these haters, like just focus on succeeding even more, mm -hmm. focus on helping more people and creating more impact. Because if there's any, you don't even have to say or do anything to those trolls, but just proving that you're creating this bigger impact and you have more influence is enough. That's enough. Yes. Right. Cause I think, I think, and there's some part in a lot of projections where people 
have a little maybe jealousy about where you are and, or maybe it's even something about your drive or maybe it's something about an idea or, you know, there could be so many things that they are personally triggered about because they feel like jealousy that they didn't think of the idea first or act on the idea first. Um, It's truly nothing against you. No. And in those positions, you have to understand if someone's envious or jealous of something you've done, the way you look, what you've accomplished, it's because it's something that they want. And if there's anything you can do is be a beacon for them to show them that they can have it too. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay for like, everyone gets jealous. I do all the time, get jealous. Um, and you can actually flip that negative thought into be something more aspirational instead of being like, Oh, you know, I wish I could have that. You can say, I can have that. How do I achieve that? Right? Like maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to become the best football player. Maybe you want to grow your business to $80,000 of monthly reoccurring revenue, right? You can have it. You just have to change the mindset around how you're going to achieve that and be inspired by other people that are doing it. (laughs) Yes, for sure. I think that's a huge thing. Another trend that I'm predicting in 2022 is the push to have everybody have their own communities. So whether that be like in their course platform, in their membership platform, um, just have their own little communities of people that they brought in. And that's- You're building that on your your community? Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm so excited for that. Small Um, and mighty is the way to go. Yes. Right. I, I mean, I have 10 beta testers in there right now and it's, awesome. it's so interesting. Like I, they're really helping me build it from the ground up, like everything from the name of it to the structure of it, to the pricing of it. They have really their say in there. When I first brought them in, I was like, this is the ultimate market research. And we were all on such a high the first day. We're like, Oh my gosh. And it's just like the momentum is incredible. And I'm sure they love being there just as much as you love having them there. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like all of my ideal clients. And they're like, what, how are we all the same? And I'm like, you guys just like, don't even know. It'd be so woo woo to like, try and tell them how they're my ideal clients. But I'm like, you guys are all, let's go with some obvious things. You guys are all moms. You all have a business. You all are female entrepreneurs. Um, it's just, it's insane. And they all have this drive. Like they're the people that I constantly see showing up every freaking day, trying something new. Um, it's, it's incredible to me because when I first started, I was that person who would like show up in someone's community and then just sit there and do nothing and being like, why didn't I get any results? But these people have all worked with me in some capacity mm-hmm. and they're just like, they're going, they're rolling with the punches. They're actually like making moves. And I admire that because I never did that when I first started my business. Right. The most successful people are the doers. Mm-hmm. They're doing more than they're talking. Yeah, it's the Pareto principle. It's the 80-20 rule of, of education. How I describe it is you should be spending 20% of your time educating yourself, doing the research, taking the courses, hiring a mentor, getting a coach, 80% of the time executing. People have it flipped. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, the more that I learn, the more that I can actually become successful. But if you're not doing, then you're going to fail. And then you spend all this time and money on training yourself to do nothing. Doers yeah. are the most successful people. Yeah. And the doers who aren't afraid to do it messy and especially aren't afraid to fail. Cause excuse me, I feel like that's a lot of the time where people, they get stuck is they get stuck in this wave of learning. Like I'm just looking for this one piece of information that's going to help me make it big. 
but you have to really go into entrepreneurship in general and be okay with failing. But the secret is that when you do fail, that's where you pull the lessons out of that mm-hmm. are actually going to touch people the most is what 100%. you learn from that. It's the growth happens in those moments when you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I could either just be st- stay down here and keep getting kicked or I can use this as an opportunity to shine, keep growing. Like when I had my agency, we were crushing it. And at the time, my best friend and co-founder decided to just leave, just gave me like five days notice and leave. And I was crushed by it. And I kept growing the business and I had people come up to me, you know, a few months later saying, Hey, Renee, we were so surprised that you kept this business. We thought for sure you'd give up and shut it down. And I was like, wow. Okay. So you didn't have any faith in me, (laughs) but I was like, you know what? I did this and I'm going to keep going. And I proved them wrong. Good for you. Yeah. And that was like those moments of like, how can I do this on my own? I don't know how to do this. The stuff that she was really, really good at. I sucked at, I figured it out and it was messy. Mm -hmm. And there were many, many days where I cried myself to sleep at night, but I don't know of any successful entrepreneur that had it so perfect every single day of their lives. Yes. I mean, just when you get to a certain caliber, I feel like that's people stop talking about the struggle, but I feel like when you continue talking about the struggle, it really helps people relate to where they are now. Cause oftentimes we see like, Oh, you, you make this much money. You live here. This is what you drive. That could never be me when that was them. They just don't really talk about it anymore. So I feel like that's important to keep your story, you know, keep relating. You have to keep growing. Right. And like when you reach this dreamy level of wealth, you can't just stop there. You have to keep going. You become accustomed to certain lifestyles and it's like, Hey, what more can I do? And it's also the compound effect when it comes to money, when it comes to reputation, when it comes to PR is the more you're depositing into those systems and the engine, the more it should be working for you. Yeah. I love that. So, so for the, um, people who are like, you know, I want to do the DIY PR method, but I don't even know what to do. Can you give some tips for people just starting out and what, see what they can accomplish themselves? Yeah. You have to identify the channels that'll work for you, whether that's radio, television, podcasting, print media, um, really understanding who is your ideal customer. Like you understand yours. And I have a name for mine. Her name is Entrepreneur Emily. And I know exactly what she wears. I know her perfume. I know how many kids she has and where she hangs out online. Then I go to what those channels are. And I look to see what publications, what radio shows, what TV shows appeal to her. And I make this list. I make the list of publications and I find three to five contacts per publication. And then I start engaging with them online, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever they hang out. I'm not on TikTok though, long story. Um, and then I create my media kit. So I actually have, a, uh, if you go to wewildwomen.com in the freebie section, you'll see a do-yourself media kit. It's just basic stuff of what you need. And you just start creating these pitches, short 250 word pitches at one-on-one. So you're not mass pitching everyone. And so you're taking the time to create the list, to build a a reputation in terms of like connecting with these people. And then you start pitching. And let me tell you, you could pitch 90 times before someone says yes. And that is the nature of the business. And that's where most people fail is they give up. And I say, there's a 90 day rule. If you can pitch 
10 contacts a week for 90 days, you'll start seeing results. And if you don't, it's because you're doing something wrong. <laughs> mm, yes. So I've only ever used Harrow, the helper reporter yeah. out. And I feel I've gotten a couple features from there and um, of, of quite a few mentions, you know, um, but I also surprisingly enough have gotten a lot of features for my TikTok content, like yeah. Love What Matters, Lad Bible, uh, Barstool Sports. Okay. Um, yeah. What was the last one? Oh, but like, that but was a good one. But, but remember back up to what I said before is you have to create news to get news, mm -hmm. right? You have to do something significant, memorable in order for people to want to talk about you. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about TikTok, reels, the same thing. As I look at these mom entrepreneurs on reels, for example, who are crushing it because every day they're out there creating content. Some of it's a hit, some of it's not. I think my, my biggest reel had 250,000 views. That was big to me. Yeah. But, and it was funny enough. It was about getting um, sued for wrongful dismissal. <laughs> but when you share those vulnerable stories, people love that. They want to be educated or entertained. That's it. Yeah. That's so Most people, true. That's a great breakdown though. Like that's very easily digestible, the vulnerable mm -hmm. educational or entertainment. And I feel yeah. like that's what a lot of TikTok is where you watch people like talk about some scandal and yeah. they're entertained, but then they want to know what happened. And then you can also yeah. but breadcrumb that to like, this is how you prevent it next time. This is how you um, solve it. If it happens to you, there's so much content that can come out of just a vulnerable thought. Yeah, exactly. If people can share those vulnerable moments as a means to inspire others or help other people through something, then they'll, they'll win. And it's about consistency. So I say consistency is your currency for anything. It's for mm -hmm. losing weight, dieting, showing up on TikTok or reels is yeah. just keep showing up. And there's going to be some days where it's like, woohoo, you hit a home run. Other days where it's like, meh, meh, you got like 500 views. Woohoo. That's yeah. okay. Just keep going. Right. Yeah. Right. I think people, they need that like push of like monetary motivation or engagement motivation. Um, but it's so important to stay consistent in those peaks and valleys. Cause if you just stop in a Valley, then you're going to have to climb a whole nother mountain to get up there. But like, keep going. yeah, the momentum is, is such an important aspect of it. So yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up. Well, and listen, here's what happens to you in those moments. If you believe in manifestation and signs from the universe is like today, for example, I was like, I'm going to be publishing my 100th episode on my podcast into the wild in 20 days. And today was one of those days where I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this. This is exhausting. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I get an email from PodChart saying that my podcast is in the top 36 in the country for my category. That's huge. Like when I say that, I mean, I'm Congratulations. Lewis Howes, Rachel Hollis. I'm in that list. That's and I was like, wow, if that's not a sign to keep going, then nothing is right. Uh-huh. So look right. for those signs, but you also have to look for the signals that tell you to quit because quitting's okay too. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point that nobody talks about. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like we've covered so much in this episode, everything. I mean, like we were, we came to talk about PR, but we ended up talking about so many other beautiful things and it blossomed just to a great place. So, um, well, PR here, I, and I get it. And we could have totally gone down the rabbit hole of actual PR, but I will say this. 
it's about relationships. And so everything we talked about today is about building reputation, influence, impact, staying in your lane, going deep in your niche. It's all about relationships, everything. Mm-hmm. And so public relations is actually the parent for all things marketing in your organization. I a hundred percent believe it. And so it's not about writing press releases and pitching the media. It's about these connections, like me being on your show. That's public relations, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you and how can they work with you? Cause I'm sure so, they will, I'm going to go binge all your free stuff now. <laughs> we'll do it. Listen to my podcast. It's called into the wild. Um, Renee Warren is my name on Instagram, Renee underscore Warren, or they can go to wewildwomen.com for my website. Yes. And she has some juicy freebies on there. So make sure that you actually go look because yes, they are good. Thank you so much for joining us in the lounge. Don't forget to subscribe, leave some love in the reviews and connect with the both of us on social media. If you love this conversation and want even more in-depth tips down the rabbit hole of PR, join the editor society because February is the month where we are diving into all things PR. To join, just click the link in the show notes. We'll see you next week.